Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out, the best way to optimize your performance. Learn how. Sign up at The Venture Out. And if you Google The Venture Out, I am not a gay hiking site. <laughs> you got to Google these things before you buy your URL. I really do. <laughs> So you're what the number two hit with the, the gay hiking site being number one? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You'll get there. And I'm Bo, and uh, I'm having fun. <laughs> oh man, well, not as much fun as those guys on the Venture Out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who signs up; just sign up for the Venture Those guys are having a blast. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> oh hey, thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. <laughs> All right, how's everybody doing today? Doing pretty good. What's today's date? Oh, uh, what is today's date? I'm going to go with today is August. Friday, August 24th. It's close enough. Hey. Yeah, yeah. It is. That's right on it. And, yeah. I'll, and I'd like to remind our listeners right now to go visit patreon.com slash Junto Show. This is where you can donate maybe a few bucks, you know, help us out. Keep us doing what we love to do, which is make these podcasts. And serve you. Give you guys something to do as you go on your commute out there doing the Lord's work, trudging into those salt mines with those headphones in, grasping to your ears for what little sanity you have left in these trying times. We're here for you guys. Don't you worry. One dollar show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, so, hey, so, so I do have some uh, some big news. Oh, hey. I love news. I am a father. <gasps> Congratulations, Johnny. Wait, what? My dog is pregnant. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I might want to put draw closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, bro- <laughs> a darker line between those two. <laughs> between those Grandfather. Two Grandfather. Uh, dog father. Uh, dog father. Dog. Wait, are your dog, dog, granddad? Granddad dog. <laughs> <laughs> Grand dog? <laughs> I am a grand dog. Wait a second. Okay, so so Johnny, do we has our audience met your dog yet? No, probably not. She's always been in the background out of all these episodes. If you listen very closely, you can hear her huffing and puffing. That's not me or or <laughs> or Bo <laughs> or Bo <laughs> turning people gay. So so Johnny, you have a uh, what kind of dog? Uh, she is a German Shepherd. She's uh, almost four years old, and uh, we had her um, uh, mate with a stud, as they call him, right? And I went for the ultrasound just uh, yesterday. And they found two puppies for sure. Hey, really? Two? Yeah, I think there might be more in there. She she, she didn't like scan the whole area. What kind of lazy ultrasound technician do you have? <laughs> like, <laughs> find two and like yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough. She's for sure pregnant. You know that. <laughs> so how many uh, puppies is normal for this particular breed of dog? I you know I Can read you say what kind of breed she is. Uh, she's a German Shepherd. Okay. Yeah. So I, I read up on this a while ago. Apparently, the purebreds like this are have smaller uh, litters. Like around five or six pups. Okay, on average, I thought I think. six was average. Yeah, I well, think that's. Yeah, I I thought dogs had like four four or five puppies each time. Yeah, uh, I I heard a wide spectrum. Like I was I was in the waiting room one day and um, two hundred. <laughs> no, she, she more like a larvae. And <laughs> <laughs> I think her prize dog literally had only one puppy and it and it didn't survive either. So it's oh. pretty sad. Oh, it's all the inbreeding, oh. maybe, huh? Is that yeah. sad, I mean, sad little truth there. Is that no, the thing? No, actually, it's the other way around. I think that's a falsity. Don't quote me on this one, but actually um, breeding purely with each other like this, like when you really screen it for health defects is the way to do it from what I understand. Hmm. What the way not to do it is just to take any old dog, breed them with another dog, and claim that it's a purebred. 
is because you're you you well, you're, that would you're, be, you're now breeding yeah, like bad gents. Yeah, you can't just say like you can't just say this. You can't just pick a random dog that you don't know is a purebred and call it a purebred. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. I thought about this and it sounds really bad because <laughs> it sounds like now I'm like genetically selecting the um, the higher echelon dogs. Is this the thing people are mad about? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, they had that commercial <laughs> with the, the Ku Klux Klansman at the <laughs> at the kennel club thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, so you didn't see that commercial. <laughs> Who bought that ad? Like, what website? It, it on was TV? Uh, PETA. PETA. On TV? I don't know. If it was on TV. But... <laughs> I would, I would hate to just be like washing my dishes and then look up from the from the dishwasher to TV and see the KKK man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. What's going on? Is it, le- is it election season already? Like, I'll take the Labradoodle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, mul- a multi-poo? It's like, uh, this Dalmatians, it's almost right. Can you can you get rid of those spots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we even talking about? This? All right. Okay, well, good Let's luck. Congratulations, well, thank uh, you, thank you. Johnny, on, on the yep. being a, a dog father. Even uh, more congratulations. Can we talk uh, the real reason that you're so excited for this or at least i'm thinking i would be is that she or your dog is um you're not going to keep these puppies right this is what is your plan to do see with i'm wondering puppies? like if this is the thing that he will get like uh people hate on him for or not okay <laughs> well well i mean it's obvious is this, is this is, is, is stud am, am i broaching a sense no 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 well, I, okay. I think it's the thing and i'm not sure how much hate i will get for this because again i i, I it's with, what you do well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but I, I really don't know if this is a thing that is a sensitive topic or not. There's so much, like, I, how's it? Is it? I don't, I don't see it as a sensitive topic. Me either, right? But, but then it hit, and we put this thing on the internet. This is <laughs> this is more controversial than the stuff that Trump does. Okay, <laughs> people, people love dogs, man. And, yeah, <laughs> but but the thing well, though is, someone's going to listen to this dog, yeah. and you're going to actually do a good job selling them on buying your purebred, yeah, yeah, German Shepherd because so, it is such a great and loving creature to have around the house. Well, well. Personally, I feel like I'm doing the right thing because I'm spurring a genetic line that is healthy and uh, carries the right temperament, doesn't have the like the hip defects and all that stuff. So the fact that I'm selling it is one thing. I mean, but still, I, 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 I feel like I'm doing the right thing by propagating a good line of dogs here as opposed to like, hey, this dog had a lot of health defects and is, and is violent, but I'm going to breed them anyways just to make some money. That That would be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm not bringing this dog, my dog too many times either. This is her first uh, litter, so yeah. I mean, some can make the argument that uh, you are a good Samaritan by going out there getting her some action. I mean, you said the word stud, yeah. so I mean, more power to her. She's uh, in the house all day, just watching TV. <laughs> yeah, I think you learn more about it, and it's not as pleasant as you. Oh, really? Oh, let's not go into it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on the next premium episode of the Junta Show. Oh, I don't think it will be. <laughs> I really, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd, have to, I'd have to get, uh, I'd have to drink at least three beers before that conversation. <laughs> oh, is he a good one, too? Well, okay, so remind me after the show. <laughs> let's let's give an overview of that because I am curious, <laughs> but I don't want to put it on, on the show. All right. Well, <clears throat> after that uh, and stimulating conversation, let's get things started with our first Wrong segment. Wrong word, man. <laughs> Hot take news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. How wor- worried should we be about Chinese military expansion? Johnny, I, th- I feel like this is a subject near and dear to your heart. <laughs> well, Are I, they, uh, is the Chinese military uh, crazy rich Asians? 
<laughs> after spending the money on, on war, war machines? It's, it's wild, man. I recently came across this article that has some aerial footage of what they've been building out there. Like, I've heard they've been building. I've heard they've been expanding In the South China Sea? South China Sea, right? Oh, this is where they found some islands that were kind of not really islands, and they just built a base on it, right? Yeah, yeah. the man-made islands, right? I, I don't know. It's man-made, or there's a little inkling of a natural island, but then they just expanded yeah. upon it. And it uh, that's what it sounded like. It was just rocks out in the water. Yeah, but if you look at those aerial pictures, it is like they use up every square inch of this island and, and then some. And there's like several of them built up with just all these installations and, and whatnot. I'm like, wow, it is like very impressive that um, a, a civilization like us at this time and age could do something like that and transform an island into that level of a of a uh, installation. But what, what is it going from and to? Is it like a military installation? Mm-hmm. Not? These are all military installations. Yeah. So the south, that part of the South China Sea has like heavy yeah. boat traffic. I, mean, I shouldn't say boat traffic, but heavy like cargo and, yeah. so, so and trade, you know. Yeah, it's like picture one of our, um, based, our, our military bases here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Pop that up and just put it in an island right in the middle of the ocean and bam. Yeah. And it, s- several times, too, not just once, but they have like several of these little islands like all over the place. It's mm. a classic it's a, projection of power, right? Yeah. Okay, so... Pretty, so, pretty strategic area, too. Uh, how concerned should we be? Are we thinking they're going to start, like, shooting or uh, clamping down on trade? But but think of it. In that area, they're going to clamp down on all yeah. the rice. We can't get any more white <laughs> rice. Imagine that. I'm a big fan of brown rice, anyway. It's, uh, <laughs> I like yellow rice. Brown, yeah. <laughs> brown rice is cooler. It's, uh, it's a little longer. The grains. <laughs> <laughs> Noticeably, <laughs> but you know, within yeah. <laughs> well, on a serious topic, I prefer jasmine rice. Mm. And um, what's the other one that's not jasmine? It's Uncle Ben's rice. Basmati. Yeah. But not Bas- well, Basmati is the brand, right? Is There's- it? That was okay. Johnny? Del's Monte? <laughs> is Basmati a brand or is it type of rice? I don't know. I just buy jasmine rice. Okay. Yeah. Go on. So jasmine <laughs> rice is the best one. Yes, it is by far. So in this article you sent, Johnny, it says uh, China fires six warnings to U.S. Navy in South China Sea, says, this is China, leave immediately. Yeah, and the U.S. Um, ship just kept on going. Yeah, I'm not a big you fan know, of they, that type and, of stuff. And they just put it out there. It's like, hey, I am in international waters. And I'm using, I'm expressing my right here and of just, you know, traversing through these waters. International so. waters are for parties, not for wars. I, uh, this type of thing is very, very concerning to me. Like, cause I, but I think that's the way to do it. It's like standing up to a bully. Like, you can't let a bully just run over you like that. You got to, like, be in their face a little bit. Like, hey, I'm not going to back down. I don't know, I'm man. I'm going to keep on going through this lane. Because I see a lot of this stuff like that. Like, uh, earlier this year, America killed, like, I don't know, a hundred or some, some o- over a dozen, like, Russian mercenaries. Mercenaries. Yeah, but that was that was completely different, though. That was, like... Um, it's in Syria, right? Uh, somewhere over there, yeah. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in Syria. And I'm just like... Uh, one way or the other, like we killed a bunch of Russian citizens, right? And then it turned out to not be a war. And I don't know where the line is for whatever provocative thing we do ends up being a war yep. or not being a war. And well, I don't think I don't they think know. It, for real I don't either. think it was provocative at all. It was provocative on the Russians' part. It was way, pro- at least what I read. It was the, were the were, Russians like wearing short shorts or something? <laughs> no, Otherwise, they, provocative. They like, uh, they were. So what they did was, you know, it was a, a band of mercenaries that was going to go, you know, somewhere, and they got too close to the U.S. military base. And, you know, they have trucks full of weapons and so that. So the U.S. military says, stop. And they're like, I think these are Russians. So they get on the phone, they call up the Russians, and then they go, hey, uh, yeah, you yeah. got to tell your guys, you know, what are they doing here? They got to get out of here. Hey, Russians come are like, you got to tell you. Those aren't our guys. Yeah. And they were like, hey, they're not the Russians. Okay. Boom. 
Yep. Killed them all. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But at, at the same time, right? Like, uh, was it World War One got started over the, some some random dude got well not random, but the Archduke got killed. Yeah. It's just like nobody thought that was going to be a big deal. Then it turned into World War One, and I just don't know where I the. I think line there's is. a lot more behind that World War One, whereas those countries were like just itching for a reason. I think I think we're itching. I'm for not a reason sure now. we're itching for a reason. I think we're just expressing our um, you know our strength. You know, right. if you think uh, taking away Brennan's security clearance uh, is, is a good distraction from Omarosa's N-word tape, then wait till you get a new war going. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a strike against the oh, Omarosa tapes. I, I hope there's a whole bunch of really oh, I hope so, too. Uh, I, like, I really hope she releases one every week. Oh, she will. Amar- so, I don't like Omarosa, no. but I've been watching her uh, her little uh, what, like TV spots or whatever, and I'm like, I can see why you were such a good television villain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. oh yeah. Like, she's... She's nobody's hero. She's it's like snakes eating snakes. But I was like, man, you are compelling on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I hate to say it, but I love The Apprentice season one. Really, I didn't watch it. I loved it. I'm thinking about like hate watching it to kind of get like context for stuff. But I feel like that's a, more of an investment in time than it's actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually worth. All right, let's see the next thing. Oh, Facebook has begun to assign. Uh, wait, Facebook is implementing rep- reputation scores. So I talk almost every other week about these. Uh, the social credit score in China. And how it's uh they're using it as that Black Mirror episode where they're kind of keeping track of everybody, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's made its way to the United States, baby. Yes. <laughs> it's not quite the same. It's not like a quote unquote how good of a citizen you are to the government. It's more of a are you fake news or not mm-hmm. type thing. So and like, how do you get scored? They got the algorithm. Have you ever done that thing where like you can ask Facebook? It, Facebook knows if you're liberal or conservative, and you can like check to see that or whatever. And it's just like analyze what? your posts. Hmm. Is, it, is that a website you can do? It's Facebook. Facebook does this? Yeah. You can go in there and check it. And, it, and it, Facebook has already categorized you as liberal. You might have to do a, more clicks than you got time for here. You don't but, keep talking. But you, it'll tell you if it what it thinks of you as far as that goes. And I'm sure okay. a bunch of other stuff. And so like I checked mine and it was like a, it was like a hardcore libertarian. I was like, good job, Facebook. You really know me. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> it, had, it had me pegged right. And like it was going around a couple weeks back. Anyway. But, like, Facebook is already, it just has all this data on you. And it's it, uh, giving you a trustworthiness score uh, on a scale from zero to one. It says, uh, the previously unreported rating system, which Facebook has developed over the past year, shows that the fight against the gaming of tech systems has evolved to include measuring the credibility of users to help identify malicious actors. Well, you got to do something. <sighs> I just you gotta do something. I feel like yeah, but it's also all a mess, and I'm not going to be satisfied with anything they do, and I'm not going to trust it. You know, you guys are still on Facebook. That's so passe. It really, like, really, <laughs> to be honest, I've gone back to MySpace. <laughs> Me if, and Tom have lots of conversations. Uh, if yeah. the last like year or some change has taught us anything, it's it's that just get off social media. It's it's more trouble than it's worth. Or anything, get like a fake account and like look at your your nephews and your nieces because anything you're so t- me anyway. I'm so tempted to go on there and just post stuff all day every day. And it's really it's, I don't understand that temptation. It's I have it bad. I have it bad. Uh, I just want to be like you know what? If I just go out there and if I just say something about this administration, I will change the world. Have you seen seen that uh, SNL skit where it's like Scott? It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, there's some guy who thought he was changing the world by just posting on Twitter or whatever on Facebook by liking a page. Like, like he's sitting at home on his couch. He, like, promotes a page, like, talks about something, you know, going on. And all of a sudden, his room opens up and people start coming in and dancing. Like, thank yeah. you, Scott. Yeah, you you just it. changed the world <laughs> by liking that article. You know, yeah, keep that, well, going. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really don't think I'm doing much of anything, but the temptation to say stuff is, is really strong. And then, uh, one, so what, what they get you, they get me anyway. I oh, like, man. 
So, <laughs> are you fun? <laughs> so I'm on my Facebook page, and I went to the place where it identifies my top interests. <laughs> All right, okay, here, here we go. My top interests are. I don't know if they're in order or not, but I'll tell you if they are. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, physical exercise. Okay, Number yeah. two, shopping and fashion. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number three, nature. Yeah, yeah. This one they get off. Number four, sports. Uh, well, if you count hiking as a sport. Yeah, okay, it's true, true. Number five, fitness and wellness. Six, yoga. Seven, running. Eight, health and wellness. I guess I'm a very healthy Man, guy Man, this here. thing is all like, this guy is yeah. super, it's, it's saying the same thing in five different ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever number is next. Sales, marketing, books, meditation, TV, bodybuilding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Comics. Paul, look yours up. Weight training. <laughs> Mine? I haven't cross, been on Facebook CrossFit, in years. entertainment, holiday, and the last one. Online poker. <laughs> <laughs> it knows me a little bit, slightly off, I'd say, yeah. but not not too bad. I mean, like they're dead on with the bodybuilder thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man, you're said. looking at yours. Uh, well, you know, uh, I kind of want to get in on this miasma of you really social don't. media. No, both. It's it's <laughs> it, there's no good. There's no upside to it. It's all downside. Like when you apply for your next job, they're going to check my my thing and see how crazy I am. <laughs> And then I'm not going to get my next job. Like it's it's not good. <laughs> hold, on, hold on. So so the instructions say go to your Facebook, click on interest, then click on lifestyle and culture, and supposedly that's where they've labeled you a liberal, conservative, whatnot. Okay. <laughs> I went into mine. Well, it shows me it's Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> see see how accurate it is, Johnny. <laughs> it's got you nailed. <laughs> Kapla. That's uh, that's really funny. That's good stuff. That's, that's uh, good stuff. Okay, let's see the, the next thing here. Uh, oh, oh, and shoot! Uh, even the level of hypocrisy is high. It's uh, the national with the medical marijuana industry in Florida is ramping up. Oh, what article is this? The medical marijuana thing. Did okay. you read that? The uh, <clears throat> what am I doing here? The medical marijuana industry in Florida is ramping up, but they are excluding a certain group of people from the jobs in the industry. Can you guess who? Um, uh, cats, <laughs> cat people. It's people with drug drug uh, offenses. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, if you got caught with drugs, you can't uh, work in the drug industry because irony is lost on these people. It says here that um, employers are saying no; the stakes are too high to hire stoners. I think that excluding them <laughs> is. I think personally, excluding them is stoned cold, and uh, I think they're being dopes <laughs> to not hire people with records. I don't want to get into the weeds about it, but they should. <laughs> but they should let reformed people's careers bud. <laughs> <laughs> How much time did you spend on that? <laughs> I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it says, uh, Florida's legal marijuana business is expected to generate about $456 million in sales in 2018. Oh, that's it? A half a billion? Chump change. In the, in the first half year, I don't even think it's only been around for like a half year, too. Casino makes that like in a day. Mm-hmm. Not Trump casinos. It says, uh, by 2022, Florida's marijuana employment is expected to grow to almost 25,000 jobs. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Stop whenever. Knox Medical, which is based in South Florida, has its nursery in Apopka and is aggressively hiring workers, ranging from accountants and officers. How do you spell Knox? Like Fort Knox, K-N-O-X. Okay. Uh, aggressively hiring workers from accountants to office managers to chemists to customer service associates and uh, also to bud tenders, which are like uh, <laughs> your front yeah. end <laughs> salespeople. Yeah. It says, uh, we need customer service specialists, we need drivers, and we'll be expanding phone operations. But I'm like... If you're an expert right now, by definition, you're a criminal because it's only a legal firm. Because <laughs> <laughs> I uh, work, work blah, blah, blah. Florida, Florida law requires, 
excuse me, on medical marijuana employees to undergo a level two criminal background check, and that's where people are getting caught up. Mm. The, uh, I think it's it's in the law because I checked into this, mm. and a, a level two criminal background check is I checked into this too. So it's basically no felonies, but it was just a, a big listing of different things that the background check checks for. That um you will be you will fail the background check if you have one of these on your record, and it, it takes your fingerprints. And most of the crimes that you could be disqualified for were like crimes against children or crimes against old people. And then they had drug crimes on there, but it was written in a weird way. It was like mm-hmm. drug fraud, mm-hmm. not like drug use or possession. It was like drug fraud. I'm like, I don't know what drug fraud is. So, so right. should we have an opinion on this? Um, is there an opinion to be had on this? As it stands right now, the, I, personally, the thing that I would like to convey to the audience is that <clears throat> the for decades – the United States has clamped down on uh, drug use in particularly in certain communities. And now there is a movement to make the same drugs that people are spending decades in prison for possessing in small amounts and large amounts, but both we're now legalizing that creating millionaires and then excluding those same people that have uh, felt the worst end of the drug war. We're excluding them from this new legalized uh, Mm -hmm. profit making thing about it. And it's, like kicking you while you're down. Like I already kicked you, now I'm gonna kick you again. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it rubs rubs me the wrong way, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm trying to get across here. Yeah, it's kind it's kind of like I just chopped you in the throat, and I'm gonna <laughs> kick kick you in the balls now. It's like a kick in the nuts after kicking the nuts, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, oh, so here, uh, in interesting information, since the uh, legal marijuana thing is kind of new here, like what are the uh, illnesses you have to have in order to uh, glaucoma, glaucoma, <laughs> right? That, that's one, right? I don't like, think it's. I think it's glaucoma. No, I think it's glaucoma. It's like when you're stuck being asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Did I mispronounce that? Yeah, it's glaucoma. It's, it's glaucoma. Yeah. Is, that, is that glaucoma? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm on Family Feud. Like <laughs> Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey does a Steve Harvey stare. It's <laughs> uh, cancer, epilepsy, glaucoma, HIV/AIDS, post-traumatic stress disorder, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. Crohn's disease, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, medical conditions comparable to those listed. So, like, if you got any of those or something. Okay, that so could, that's the catch-all. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Okay. This anxiety I've got going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no Texans are labeled on Mary illegal weed. So, hmm. that's that. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. Are well, Texans what, labeled it? on regular medications? Uh, no, I don't think so. That nah, must be it. Then. Yeah, but I was thinking, like, I guess if it goes recreational, eventually it will. Oh, yeah. Then they'll be taxed. Then you tax the heck out yeah. of that one. And they probably tax the profits of the companies too, so that's how they get you. Uh, okay, and um, oh, and in good news, what was the good news I had? <laughs> oh, come on, give me good news. I do have a good news. It was um, damn it, it was weed related too. Hold on. <laughs> oh, uh, in good news, since I'm trying to end things on a high note, <clears throat> uh, California has, I think it's either considering or it has passed a bill that is going to uh, release or lessen the sentences of. Tens of thousands of people that have been convicted of marijuana charges. Hey, good stuff. Because it's a, it's recreational legal there, and they're trying to go back and correct the same injustices I was good. talking about. Reparations, man. <laughs> Something like that. Let them out, give them some money, or some wheat. So just <laughs> <laughs> Either one. All that's right. how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. Out of prison. <laughs> and that's the hot take news. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Fento Show. I'm Bo. Lance. Johnny. 
and welcome to the final countdown. Uh, this is a segment where uh, we take a proposed topic from our OG Benjamin, our OG Benjamin, and we wrestle with it. We we look at uh, this problem square in the face, and we say, "We're not afraid of you. We're going to take you on. We're going to make you pay for what, what you've done to us. <laughs> no, pay literal money for us to talk about this. Literal topic. money. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Let's okay, get, let's get into it. So, what is today's topic? Today's topic is, is all about. Automation. <laughs> and it's brought to you by our Patreon user, Henry. Ah, uh, yes. Fantastic guy. Thank you, sir. Man, that guy sounds cool. You know, I uh, don't know if I know him. The name does sound kind of familiar. Mm. But uh, hey, we love all our fans equally here on the Junto Show. So thank you out there. Yeah, I think we like the Patreon fans a little more. That's true. It's like definitive that we definitely like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we definitely <laughs> like the Patreon fans the most. And then the folks who give us five stars. And then the rest of everybody out there. Yes. I'm a very egalitarian person. And that's why you're not running the, the business. <laughs> that's, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, automation. It's uh, at a high level. At a high level. We, uh, good, bad, good, bad, or other. Uh, Bo. Uh, automation, uh, in general, is a huge topic, right? So, you can kind of think about automation from uh, maybe its kind of predecessors, uh, going from factories to, you know, even back then when people were making tools to you know, help assist doing doing a topic all the way to now where, you know, we're at the precipice of taking automation and, you know, not us being in control of the decisions, but some some kind of machine being in control of the decision. So, you know, in terms of saying automation, I think it's a very large and broad topic. Okay, so both says uh, Cotton Gin good, Skynet bad. All right, Johnny? Automation is just a, a couple steps away from Battlestar Galactica. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. Okay. All right? Because in Battlestar Galactica, all these people that we uh, created, turned into robots, the Cylons, eventually uh, rose up against humanity and kind of obliterated us. Oh. How? Okay. So I, that's how the story always goes with automation, once it goes too far. But I have more thoughts on this. But yeah, and what, what, but there's no real you know um what is it called um you know the in stories is it's automation always you know comes back and, mm-hmm. and hurts us mm-hmm. there's nothing in in real life that you can say oh yeah what what you, well, what? you mean the actual yeah, robots what yeah. well not the actual robots but let's say you were to automate a task right and then it comes back and it hurts you the robot or the fact that it was automated the fact that it was automated no that's uh, not true at all oh it hurts <laughs> it, 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 it definitely hurts i've, I've created uh, microsoft excel macros to automate things, and it came back wrong. No, not even that. So, <laughs> okay, so if you're saying that the robots haven't risen up and destroyed us yet, I'll agree with that. Yes. Do I think it can happen in our lifetime? I think thirty uh, percent chance. But okay. I, I think we're seeing elements of that like happening right now in our economy, which is this whole idea about. Uh, and you saw the latest um, John Oliver show talking about um, uh, manufacturing. How, hey, we're losing all these manufacturing jobs, but the truth is. America is actually manufacturing three times more than it did just a couple of decades ago, but just with a third few workers. Yes. So when both that's automation. When both says at a high level that automation has done nothing bad, more or less, I think that I can dispute that point in that I think that the number of people who have lost their jobs or felt displaced 
and um, and the political backlash that has come as a result of that feeling to the extent that it is a real thing that has caused a backlash or a certain type of feeling is bad for society. The automation itself isn't necessarily bad, but the number of people who are losing jobs or getting left out, I guess if you ask them, <laughs> they think it's a bad thing. Yeah. And so, mm, yeah. and then we get, we, get, we, sh- we discount them at our risk rather than me say we shouldn't discount them or we should right. hear them. We discount them at, at our risk mm-hmm. as a country. So I, I did give some thoughts about the Skynet evolution of things eventually because that's where it's going to go. You automate enough, it gets to that stage right there. One to, one to ten, ten being uh, it, it definitely happens and one being it won't happen. What, what will our, happen? Uprising? In our, in our lifetime, more than a thousand people will be killed by robots intentionally trying to kill them. Intentionally trying to kill them? Yeah, um, some, type of, some type of AI or robot or something. Uh, who in well, it's kind of hard to put intention into That's a robot, right? That's why I say right? that. Well, no, because it, if it, uh, it once it gets so smart that it decides that humans are the problem, oh, <laughs> or yeah. or they decide, or or some robot uh, decides, it's like, okay, no, oh, a robot and a human are about to die. I saved the ro- other robot because he's my brother. Whatever, whatever it is, however it happens. Uh, okay. I'm gonna give it an eight, an eight, eight out of ten. Yeah, that a thousand humans get killed by I've, robots. I've got uh, probably forty more years of my life. So at the rate technology is going. I'm going to say... You wow. might get there at the very end. That's like the one conspiracy thing you're above me on. A point five. <laughs> point five? Yeah, and it's, and it's only because you said intention. I would say a thousand people are going to die by robot hands in 40 years. But if you say intention, then yeah, I'd say that's very low. I'd say it's maybe... I'm, I'm putting it at maybe about a three or a four. Hmm. I'm never in the middle. This is this is great. <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel, Lance? I feel I feel very moderate. Moderate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it because I think you know the, the thing that would actually be the thing that kills most people isn't going to be robot cars, right? So uh, robot cars? You're talking about Transformers now? They will kill you. Well, so he, he Bumblebee's was saying, not going to hurt anybody. <laughs> Mercedes. This is so funny. Mercedes came out and it was like. We're going to kill people. Yes. <laughs> for sure. It was so funny. I thought it was funny. It was, it was a very German Mercedes. It was a very rich German thing to say. It was like, <laughs> you the, thought the Third Reich was bad. How about the three series? <laughs> it, it, Mercedes was too like. Far? A little too far. That's a little too far. But they were like, you know, they're coming out with self-driving cars. And they were like, our, our algorithm is going to be programmed to to kill pedestrians or to hit pedestrians and save you inside the car. So like they buy our stuff. Yeah, basically, and I was like, I guess if you're marketing it, you have to say that we will protect you who is inside the car. But at the same time, at any cost. It, that's what they kind of implied, and like I I disagree with that, right? But at the same time, yeah. I don't know. You, I think they, the, they should have said nothing, and and I don't think it's the best thing to do is to 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 just wrote say well, no matter what the choice is, I'm gonna save you inside the car. Well, I think that's the plot of I Robot with Will Smith. Why he has such a a discriminatory feel against robots, which is like when it came time to it, the robot calculated the odds of somebody surviving the accident, and the robot chose Will Smith over the little kid or something. Yeah, yeah. because he yeah. because the adult had the higher chance of surviving. Right, but he was like always say or always try to save the child, even if you fail. Right. to save the child, I would rather you try to save the yes. child than to save Clearly. me. Clearly, and I'm like. That's the type of thing I would say out loud, like, man, you stupid robot, how dare you save me instead of instead, of, instead of somebody else? And then I'd just be like, that's cool. Is that your Will Smith impersonation? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's the Lance impression of trying to pretend like I'm not totally okay with the robot <laughs> saving me <laughs> instead of somebody else. <laughs> so so I was thinking about this, right? I was like, wow, so Skynet's, Skynet's going to happen to us. 
how do we know it's about to happen to us? Like, what are the telltale signs that we should watch out for? And I believe one of the telltale signs is when we stop appreciating and understanding how things work. Oh, right, that's so, been happening. What are you talking about? Well, I want to throw it back to this uh, this lecture I heard from uh, Macheo Kaku. He is a uh, American theoretical physicist, a futurist, and he's giving some talks out there. So I was listening to him talk. We've seen him, right? Yeah, at uh, Rollins College, right? Yeah, yeah, that guy was cool. Yeah. So he was saying like, hey, nobody these days talk about, hey, turn on the electricity when you walk into a room, right? You just turn on the switch, right? So nobody actually uses the word electricity. Nobody talks about how does electricity get to point A to that light bulb, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was saying, as a futurist, I believe one day we will stop saying the words turn on the computer because computers will just be everywhere. It will be embedded into everything. It will okay. be more like turn on the robot nanny. Or just like Alexa, uh, play something. Hey, don't say that. It's going to start playing something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a podcasting faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think when we get to the point where we have this AI and we don't know how it works anymore and we don't appreciate how it got to that state and we just assume AIs are always there and just always working for us, that's when that that's when we got to watch out. But I think that's kind of the nature of AI is it, it's already there, right? So, when you set up the AI... You know, it'll get to a state where you just kind of say, you know, it's it's making its own decisions, coming up with its own recipes, right? There was a there was a thing a while back, and it didn't make much news, but it definitely caught my eye. It was like some like MIT or somebody they had made a computer. It was like two computers talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, I've heard about this. And then, like at some point, they started t- talking in a language the programmers couldn't understand, so they shut it down. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, uh, "That's it, right there." That's um, <laughs> that's Westworld. Oh, I haven't seen season two yet. Is that uh, that's that's not Westworld. That has nothing to do with Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all, actually. My bad. I mean, Long I show. They could easily just be like one 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 zero zero zero, and like just do it fast enough, and nobody would understand what they were saying. And, and they start laughing. Or one 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 one. Yeah, but that thing with the two with the two AIs or whatever talking, and then changing up the language on it right there, or like a, I think it was Microsoft. They like made some type of a. I think they, they, there's a lot of companies that have put out their AIs like on the internet. Yeah, but they're all, with yeah. bad results. <laughs> with bad results, yeah. It was like I, I think, think it's more comedy than. Anything. I thought it was funny. It, like they put, I guess they trained their AI to learn from Twitter users or something like yeah. that, and then like within seconds of it being live, it turned into a Nazi. <laughs> like not even like just me. I think it was like it was like hi, I'm John, and then like two seconds later, it was like kill all Jews. <laughs> oh my god. So, that's me it's not funny <laughs> but but it's like it is funny i think that's i think that is funny it's a lesson in what not to do like you really don't want to crowdsource your uh your learning algorithm no. to twitter <laughs> maybe yeah. crowdsource it to like i don't know academic journals or something like that there is um so maybe i read snobby. i read sci-fi <laughs> books right and so this kind of gets into i guess futurology thing and there's a great uh sci-fi series that came out in the mid 80s late 80s it's called hyperion right mm. And so it's like the Hyperion Cantos. And one of the, um, and I, since I'm guessing that your guys are not going to read the book and I'm not going to spoil anything by giving it away, one of the main antagonists or, or protagonists, I'm not really sure what, in the eventually what he is, uh, at the end of the book was an AI that was created in basically this age. So someone had created this AI and it kind of surfed around the internet, you know, doing its thing and became uh kind of a life form by physical? itself not a physical life oh. form but a life form in the digital realm and then it wreaked havoc on the world and actually created like a nuclear winter mm. 
and then went on to basically to almost like godhood or something like that. I can see that. I mean, it wouldn't take much for uh, an AI to be the, easily the smartest being in the world and, and dismantle civilization. Yeah, yeah. But but I still think there's. I've seen. I'm, I'm watching dummies do it right now. <laughs> but but I think you know there's you know talking about AI. I think in a very general sense, and I don't know the, the specific terms, but there's uh, there's two main types of AI, right? And the second type is very difficult. So the first type is you, if you were to draw a box, right, and you would say, okay, you learn everything in this box. Right? Okay. Yes, that would be the way to go. That's that's the AI that we have now. We have that today. We've been working that since the seventies, and and now we have enough data sets where learning is is not a bad thing. The other AI is the AI that goes out of the box and can create its own questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the kind of AI that I don't think that they're trying but to I make. Think that's, so they, uh, they don't I think know that's how a, to do it. That, isn't that the true AI? Like the first AI you described is a... I don't know. Is that meet the definition of AI? Like Yeah, I mean, it's AI. Probably. It's, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, probably, there's probably two different names for it. I don't know the names. Okay, so one to ten. I think... Will, will, there, will there be a Supreme Court case or whatever... About like uh, robot or AI rights in our lifetime. No, based on Star Trek: Next Generation, it doesn't happen until the twenty fourth century <laughs> when they put data on trial for his humanity. Well, you can't think it's going to be an eight; they're going to be killing us, <laughs> <laughs> and then a, a, a zero that they're going to not have rights. Okay, what do you think, Bo? Uh, I don't think a Supreme Court case, but you can say like it'll uh, be an issue, I guess. Well, you know, uh, people have. You know, they're being like, don't eat octopus because they are smart people or smart things. They're basically people with eight arms. You hear oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I heard something about cows, too. Like, uh, I think if you really, if we put the effort into, uh, like, educating the public on how intelligent most of the stuff we eat is, I think uh, it would be bad. I think it would. I think well, would. I don't think it'd be bad. I mean, I would think that if you were, okay, people back in the day, they probably knew how intelligent animals they ate were, and they still ate them. Yeah, but I, I, hmm. like if you had to hunt an animal and you're like, man, this this bird is, you know, outsmarting me. You know, I can't catch it. Well, you know, you're saying this bird's smart, but you they say crows use tools. Yeah, so you're still gonna eat the crow, yeah. you know? Mm, I don't know. I, I think it would. I think the meat industry would not like that. But that's not the topic. Okay, so <clears throat> excuse me. I I think that uh, yeah, robot rights will, will probably end up being a thing because like once we we're hop skip and a jump away from <laughs> from uh, let's call them. Home service AI uh, robots. Oh, can't oh, wait! Spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Can't wait to get a joy. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then once we start getting those, then we want to start getting people mistreat them. And then, uh, and if, if they're relatively intelligent or whatever, then I think it's going to end up being a thing where it's like we have to start accounting for people mistreating these things, and then they're going to have to. Well, well, it's not like the robots are going to fight back. But like, what? Would, why would they fight back? It won't be the robots fighting back. It'll be like uh, Rita, <laughs> like the people for or. Piro, Pira, people for the ethical treatment of robots. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I I would equate robots to NPCs in a video game. Nah, but it, see, right? but a video game is all virtual. Once it's a physical thing, saying ah, it's just like yeah, but there's no, but no, the, the no decision means, points. No. <laughs> yeah, the decision points that a person makes in a you know the NPC makes would be the same as the decision points that a robot would probably make. Right? Yeah, but if it's all software, then that's one thing. I think once it's a physical thing that quote unquote is sentient, then it's going to end up being an issue. Uh, I don't, okay, I don't so there's a question. Do you th- do you think it should be an issue? What that even so, like we know it's a robot and we know it's all fake or whatever. Okay, but it, but we have programmed it to think that it is sentient. 
do we as society treat it as a sentient being or do we just treat it still treat it as like a thing i think you treat it with as a uh, sentient being i would say yeah our definition of life would have to be kind of altered right yeah oh for for you you would think but for us i mean for me at least who's not religious it's easy for me to make that leap for religious people i would think no no, I mean, God has to put you here. I think a religious person probably would make that argument, but I think a that's not the only axis on which that uh, that question rotates. True, mm. true. See, I'm really big with people rights, but at the same time, like, okay, so so I, this is the one top. This is the one thing I wanted to bring up. Right? Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. So it's not it's not a big you know what for, but um, so if you were to look at, I don't know. Uh, I could name a state. So name a state and then tell me the most popular job in that state. Pennsylvania. Okay, so Pennsylvania. What do you think the most popular job in that state is? Uber driver <laughs> for all, all states. <laughs> all right. What do you think, Johnny? Probably trucker for everything. Um, boxer. Okay, boxer. <laughs> okay, so Lance is right. It's truck delivery or tractor drivers. Boom. And you're going to put that and that is the number one job in over over 50% of the states, probably 75% of the states. Easy. Yes, this is the, both you're onto it. I I was I wanted to talk about this but I wasn't probably going to get there, but this is the number one thing we talk automation, the the automated trucks and the self-driving They're cars. They're coming. And it's a good thing. More or less. Well, is it is it though because yeah, it's bad a very for those thing. people. Well, be, we, yeah, but it's good for safety. We, like, we saw, I don't have to drive on the road and be afraid I'm going to get crushed by a sleepy truck. Unless you're a pedestrian when the programming takes <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. good, good or bad, right. Good or bad thing, like, it's it's good for road safety. It's good for gas efficiency or whatever. But I think we, we as, a, as a society have seen the chaos that can be wrought by a segment of society with the belief that they are being excluded even though the economy is really good and all this stuff like yeah. that, people still got the impression that they were getting screwed and then they went went uh, went rogue. Yeah, so I feel like the government needs to do something about that. Like, let the automation happen, let the self-driving cars happen, but then, hey, I know we're displacing all you uh, workers over here, so let's train you up on some new skills. Let's, so let's I think give you some additional benefits. I think that's a normal they thing. They won't, but they should. They, they, yeah, they should. Well, so that's, but they won't. So, so here's the but thing, they right? should. It's because and then they'll vote for another... Person than another, yeah, another autocrat. But here's the thing, like like Bo was saying, here's the thing that probably one of the most consequential things that's right around the corner that people aren't that we're not preparing for at all is these hundreds of thousands or whatever it is, tens of thousands of truck drivers who are about to be out of jobs, mm-hmm. and they're like they're probably like forty or fifty, like excuse me, in their prime. Uh, is going to be tons of displacement economic uh real economic like that's going to be the real thing like the economic anxiety that we claim to have or whatever was bs the economy's good well not bs but overwrought and i think that the the it's going to be real when the truck drivers are all out of work and then they're just going to god knows what they're going to do when they see the technology companies just taking their jobs like for real and we have all these people with nothing to do and it's, it's like opioids and it's all i don't know man i think it's going to be a, a perfect storm of bad for society when the self-driving trucks get here. Yeah. And Elon Musk's truck is dope. <laughs> it's dope. And uh, it, it's self-driving, right? Or is it, or is it, uh, you still got to be in there or not? No, I think it's autopilot, but I, I'm sure the first several will, will have somebody in there. Probably. It'll be in our lifetime yeah. that we'll get the self-driving uh, uh, Logan brand uh, self-driving trucks. So, 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 Bo, I'm sorry, I, I took over. No, no, no. That's, I mean, that's pretty, you pretty much said the, the point I was going to say, except for, you know, you know, as a society or as a person, you know, 
thinking about your future. You kind of have to, you know, if you're a truck driver right now, you know, you're you're probably okay for the next 10 years, at least. You know, Probably right at about 10. Probably right at about 10. But you should, like anyone else in any position in life, you should always keep your options open and be willing to be flexible, right? Because you don't want to get to a point where, you know, you you rely on your uh this certain job so much that you can't move on or you can't hmm. you can't pivot well, like, I mean, a, like a plan b yeah i think everybody needs a plan b i think that's a good uh, captain's ray room topic next time what are our plan b's yeah <laughs> this <laughs> please subscribe <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, so here's the other thing too that we're talking about the truck drivers and then like over the last, I don't know, five years, we created this little cottage industry of everybody who needs some extra money or you can't do whatever, becoming an Uber driver. Yep. And no, one of the number one people working to put Uber drivers out of business is Uber. <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. working on their self-driving car. So it's like, that's go- that's coming, and that's probably going to be coming right about the same time as the self-driving trucks. And it's just going to be all these people just out of work and mad. And then, and then society's got nothing for them. <laughs> and it's just like, and then... I don't know. It's going to be bad. Yeah. And that's when, you know, Elon Musk and all these people talk about like kind of a post uh, capitalism society where, you know, you have uh, just m- you're given money. <laughs> no, or you just trade knowledge almost like Star Trek time frame. Yeah, but I don't I think, think we're a long, long ways off from that one. That's not yeah. that's not uh, scalable. Yeah. yeah. I don't think uh, all hundred thousand truck drivers are going to make their way skillfully into the knowledge yeah well automation is also going on different parts of society like farming and you know there's driving there's and this is the one thing i wanted to say that you know you talk about like cars you think are going to kill people um what is a high uh what is it called what is a very expensive thing to do probably one of the most expensive things you can think of to do um most and it costs it's a very specialized person it takes many many years of training to do this yacht painter (laughs) yacht painter president of the united states okay well i was gonna say surgery ah yes yes robot surgery robot operations they've already had this stuff going on in china a little bit that's the thing that's gonna kill people (laughs) like people are gonna get in the operating table and then the robot's gonna be good but not good enough um yeah, mm, yeah. I think the thousand people would die easily because I think. Well, how many people die now from bad surgeons? Yeah, probably more than a thousand. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. So both like the number will be lower, but it will still be several thousand people dying from robots. Yeah. I mean, so in the same, by the same token, then people will be dying. People for sure will die. Here's the other thing. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, that's a profound statement. <laughs> <laughs> people, people will die. Um, uh, what is it? Ten thousand people, twenty thousand people die from car accidents every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um. So when we get the self-driving cars, thousands of people will die every year too. It will be much less. Yes. But noticing how like every like uh, the Tesla cars or whatever the, right, the right. Google cars, they've driven a hundred thousand miles, millions of miles without, and then like they have one one injury or mm-hmm. one accident, mm-hmm. and then it's front page news all over the place, and it's everybody. Oh no, they killed somebody. And I'm like, okay, yes, it's bad. It's like plane crashes, or whatever, right? It's like. Planes travel millions more miles than a car without injury or without issue, but that one time it ha- does happen, people freak out about it. So, w- w- are we as a society um, mature enough to deal with the deaths caused by this new technology and uh, still allow it to prosper? Because like they shut down, 
Yeah, I think we will be. I think we will we will become numb to the news just like everything else. So given enough crashes. Hey, so another uh, Uber car crashed the other day. And moving on to other news, uh, Trump is on to his third presidency <laughs> term. And uh, so I, I, I was like, by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think so, Bo? You think uh, that think, uh, people will be okay with it? Or well, they'll, they'll just grow numb to it, honestly. I think, I, you know, honestly. Because you, you're not going to stop it. You can't stop this progression of technology. It's going to happen. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, the technology, what if the technology is already there, but the people that are making this technology know that? You know what I mean? No. So, okay, so, you know, abrupt change oh. is bad. You know this, right? If if tomorrow... Uh, I mean, depending on what you're Elon, changing abruptly. Okay, so like, Elon Musk comes out. I slowly, then it stops. I'm like, oh, I'm fine with this. The, the Elon Musk comes out and the Uber CEO comes out and they're like, Self-driving cars for everybody. They and then a fleet of like two hundred thousand self-driving cars come out, self-driving trucks, and then all of a sudden you have millions and millions of people out of work. Mm-hmm. Bad thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, or you know they say okay, self-driving cars, except for like road safety. Yeah. So self-driving cars come out uh, next week, um, and on an average day in America, there are five hundred car accidents, but Whenever they release all this, there's, there's now five car accidents per day. And those five car accidents get front page news. Yeah, they will. Yes. So that's also, I would consider that bad, right? The coverage of it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say the coverage is bad, but I would say the perception that, you know, you went from 500 to five is the real good thing, but the, it, it, it will be the amount of headlines yeah. that it covers is, you know, disproportionate to the, to the actual thing. Yeah. So what if the companies that are... Uh, you know, introducing this technology, right, are introducing it slowly enough oh. so that people become numb to it. I see. And then it's just, you know, kind of a, a factoid in life. Yeah, that'll probably be what actually happens. I think California is way ahead of, uh, or Arizona's in, in Arizona way ahead. will probably happen. And then, like, like they'll the, be cool. That's like, I guess, like legal weed or whatever, right? Like, Colorado will do it. <laughs> and then they're like, ooh, people in Colorado seem to be, you know, they're already a mile high. And then it'll just kind of move its way, and yep. then and then Mississippi in twenty forty five will be like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I still don't like it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. I think that's a. I think that's. A, I think that's a good topic here, guys. So. Yeah, that was a that was a wonderful topic. Thank you, Henry. We have wrestled with it. I hope that you um, are satisfied with the fight that we gave it. It was a. Um, it was a challenging foe, and I think we vanquished it. <laughs> I, I think so, too. Okay. P- Peter vanquished. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, and I guess uh, we'll see you on the next segment. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bo. All right, so we're here for our world-famous pop culture segment, and I cannot wait to hear what you guys have been uh, checking out in the last time since we con- sure. con- conjoined. Conjoined? No. <laughs> Conferred? There's a con word that means get together. Uh, congregate. Nope. Nope. <laughs> conferred. Uh, conferred is right. I don't think it's conferred. <laughs> Since we... Conferred is a give to something? Give something to somebody? Met. We consuelaed. <laughs> you're working on our vocabulary. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so let's start Confluence? with... Confluence? Well, let's start with the biggest topic out there. Crazy rich Asians. Crazy rich Asians. The spectacular uh, hit movie. So... I think we should uh, talk to the person who has the most at stake here in this uh, me in this film. Bo, Bo. 
I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my God, Bo. Why? As you have an Asian wife, you have Asian in-laws. Do your duty. Your baby's Asian. Yes. Yeah. I. Uh, we don't go see movies. So. <laughs> does, uh, does, does the wife not like movies? Uh, or going to the theater? I think she likes. So it's you know. Was the last movie like went to the theater? or something. Oh, when was the last time we went to the theater? Uh, years ago, I was seeing a movie with her. Wow. Years and years. Ago. The last movie they saw was uh, Joy Luck Club. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Johnny, did you see Crazy Rich Asians? I did indeed. I saw it with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> give away the <laughs> behind the scenes over here. <laughs> um, what I will say about the movie is, I think it's a solid movie in the sense that it's a rom com flick that happens to be Asian. It's a rom com flick that's done and executed very well, mm. but it deals with some very nice nuances of the Asian culture. So. Don't go see it just because. Oh, I need to go see an Asian movie. Disagree. And whatnot. <laughs> I'm gonna fight this. I'm gonna fight this one on you, Johnny. That's funny. Yeah. So one, I don't think that it's a, a romance comedy that happens to be Asian. Oh, it, it is, totally is. No, it is an Asian story centered around Asian people purposefully, and like even even the particular uh, nuance or, or the trick or the the hook to the story is a thing that, as I understand it, is unique to this particular uh, culture. The, the mm-hmm. Singaporean uh, mega rich culture. Like I listened to an interview with the uh, with the author of the book. It, and it, they said that, and and, and, and it, it is. But this is the trappings of a rom com movie. It, it's a rom com for sure. But yes. I don't want to uh, <laughs> like because so, so going back to the argument mm. that we had with our other friend talking about how the Oscars have this new category called what the most popular movies are uh, achievement in popular film. Right. Like so and we had a lot of controversy around because it seems like the Oscars way of relegating these uh, popular movies of getting their own award. That way people won't be upset when they won't win the best picture award, which is usually for the very artsy uh, type movies. Right. Well, if you remember that discussion, I disagreed with it and and I, you you disagreed with them having that category. I think the argument was that, and this is a good one to bring up for pop culture. The argument that was being made was that the having the popular movie category is a way of saying this movie isn't a good artistic movie. It is a popular movie and, and that a movie, the the Academy made this thing as a way to avoid um, giving fun or whatever movies uh, they're due in like the best movie category. Agree. Th- and that's what I, was I disagree. To say. I disagree. Uh, you disagree. That's why they did that. I disagree that that is, it may or may like I can't look into the hearts of the Oscar people or whatever. So I'll I'll speak in a perfect world or uh, ideally. I think ideally a a very popular movie that is also an excellent movie, uh, thematically or whatever, can can win most uh popular movie and also uh best best picture. It, it it's hilarious how out of all the topics, this is the topic you choose to be, and don't get offended by this, but like naive on. It's like. <laughs> I don't know if naive is a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, the right word, probably. Uh, but I, I see what you're saying. Nativity. There. Not skeptical. <laughs> like, I, I'm whatever the opposite yeah, yeah, yeah. not skeptical is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is funny, right? Because <laughs> the guy we were talking to <laughs> is, uh, is very, yeah. a very good guy, very trusting guy. So, so like, I kind no, of feel, the world's going to get you. So I kind of feel that way about the Crazy Rich Asians, which is, let's not just call this an Asian movie done because it's for Asian culture, Asian people and stuff. No, it's a rom-com movie. And it's a fantastic rom-com movie. It's one of the best rom-com movies, I, dis- I disagree, though. But I, let's, let's just... 
not I should I, watch it, isolated. and then I will be the well, uh, so the, the arbitrator. arbitrator. But you yeah. you wouldn't even be able to tell because I don't even think this is a discussion about the content of the movie. This is a philosophical discussion about whether or not we should how we should categorize something like this, like like Black Panther. If somebody was just like Black Panther is a superhero movie, I'm like true, but it is a black superhero movie. And I think the creator of that black superhero movie made a point of it being a black superhero movie. Yes. The people that went and watched it were yes. like, this is a black superhero movie. And the, well, and it was appreciated both for its blackness yeah. and its excellence as a superhero movie. Totally agreed. Agreed in all points, right? But the, the, you start off by saying it's first a superhero movie, then it becomes a black superhero movie. No. Then it's done in a very specific way to, hmm. to and I agree with those points in that order, which is. I didn't put this it in is, that order. Yeah, you did. Uh, well, Play back the tape. That, that, <laughs> okay, hold on, right? <laughs> the, the the thought I'm trying to convey is yeah. not that Black Panther is a superhero movie. First off, it, like the it's cr- just a hero movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all, all heroes matter. <laughs> the no, and I think Crazy Rich Asians, and I, I don't want to. Qu- so, so no, go back to Black Panther. Yes, so what what genre movie is the first? Action, action. Okay, then after that. Superhero? Okay, then after that. You know what? I tell you there what. There you go. You just, you I, just, could make, I could make the argument, and I, and I would say that the creators, like, it, it's not a superhero You could movie. say Crazy Rich Asians would be a drama. No. There nah. you go. Drama, then rom-com, then Asian. I think that the the creator of Black Panther would not say that it's a superhero movie that happens to be black. He would say it is a black superhero movie. And he's entitled to his opinion, and he's the creator of it, so he made it with that premise in mind. So, so but like, his opinion it, is it, not it, the NLBL, his... right? Is yes, that... it is. Well, no, it shouldn't be, though, right? He made it. He made it as such. Yeah, but, okay, so an artist creates a piece of art, right? But, you know, how it's interpreted is also just as valid, right? No. Yes. I think so. Yes. I, I draw a picture. So, so, no, so, no, so, so we're I, saying there's no truth, then? Tr- well, no, truth well, isn't truth. Okay, well, well, art, say truth art is, is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, yeah. art is completely different. Right? Okay, so like yeah. some some guy writes a book and then he's like, "This is this is what I think about the book," and he's like, "No, it's about this." And then and then we're supposed to weigh both opinions equally. That's how that's how high school AP English is, right? I hated AP. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it was. They kept trying to tell me all this crap was about all this crap, and I was like, "Really? No, that's not true." I, I, like, I think you're really reaching to make yeah, all this, like, but but that's the thing: the is Russian an artist creates some art, and you know. How he he may want if he if he if he wants it interpreted a certain way, he may not get his wish. You know, I, I feel yes, you're entitled to. You can get from a, a particular media thing what you want, but then yeah. when the creator of the thing tells you no, this is what I meant when I was doing it. I feel like we should we have to give that some type of credence or some type of weight. Mm. Some, <laughs> so, uh, so a lot, huh? so, a lot. So it's kind of like saying, let's say. The uh, person who made Sharknado want to call that a drama. <laughs> Would we allow him to categorize that movie as a drama? No. Well, you could say all things in movies are dramas, right? Oh, okay. A serious uh, drama. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like clearly we'll, we'll let him get away with it. Just go with me on this. Hypothetically, yeah. this guy says, okay. hey, I, I made can't. this movie to be a very serious <laughs> drama analyzing the human interaction with sharks in tornadoes. That's what that, mm. No, that. it's a it's clearly an action comedy kind of movie. Yeah. Okay. It's an allegory for my hunger <laughs> <laughs> at and, lunch and wind. <laughs> <laughs> I just said Taco Bell. It's, it's an allegory for. Uh, well, and this, I I don't know. I I I personally and 
and I would be curious with the, with the writer and the director and the author say I think that I, I think that to to kind of categorize it as happens to be Asian uh, kind of takes away some of the power of it. Sure, maybe, maybe I'm saying it too nonchalantly. My vocabulary ain't that big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, cause, because I, I think the reason part of its importance in 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 cinema is is that it is an Asian movie featuring all Asian cast. Like I don't, I think when you when you dis- agreed, I don't want to discount that because that that is a a big statement. It is a thing that's that's rare. So giving it its proper due for the thing that it, like I think it's I won't say it's the most important thing, but like it's a big deal. It is a big deal. I think that's what makes it special. I mean, if you took away all the Asian trappings and the Asian themes in it, it becomes a almost a boring rom-com. Well executed, but probably a boring rom-com that we've seen the formula a million times over. But by seeing the Asian pieces of it, it's like it's, it becomes new, it becomes unique, it becomes something that the audience hasn't seen before, and that's what makes it then like, may, oh, wow. Then maybe I'm missing what you're doing here. Like When you say that it, it's a, a romantic comedy that happens to be Asian, like are, mm-hmm. if, to me it feels like you're kind of stripping away that that part of it um, yeah. yeah yeah i think it's the word that happens to be yeah i think it's just the word the, the point being if you replace the asian folks with i don't know caucasian folks or black folks it's still a rom-com it would just have a different reason why the main guy and the main girl didn't get along it, it, it would have a different reason why the uh, the tension happened in the movie but it still follows the f- same formula which is a uh, happy couple they go to a certain place. Some sort of tension ensues. Um, they break away for a second. They realize they love each other. And they come back together at the end due to some sort of, um, usually the guy does some sort of like over and above and beyond kind of romantic I mean, gesture. I mean, I get you it. Know, right? It's the same formula over and over. What made it unique was, you know, whether you throw it in Wakanda or you throw in Singapore or whatnot, you know, that's what makes it interesting. Oh, I haven't seen this rom-com in Wakanda before. You know, that... Which I would pay for, by the way. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'm uh, waiting for the, you know, the Eskimo rom com. <laughs> I don't think we're saying Eskimo anymore. It's a uh, oh it, Inuit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you got to be sensitive. <laughs> Everybody's got a thing. Uh, okay, so uh, one, I think that's a great discussion. I, I I don't know that there's more meat to to get out of it. So um, all right. So thanks for that, Johnny. All right. So Bo, what are you watching, uh, reading, playing? I'd be curious if you have any new video games. Uh, no, I haven't been able to get into video games. Um, I think I'm w- hoping that my son will get a little bit older and that we can kind of start playing video games again and I can start playing simple video games. But I have been... Here's uh, what a fatality is. Yeah. <laughs> if you, a backpack, be upright. You know. Black up up is the only one I can ever do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the one thing that I am doing is I am uh, devouring... Warhammer 40k audiobooks. Ah, yes. So, since we last had a podcast, I had just read like the first couple chapters or listened to the first couple chapters of Warhammer 40k Horus Heresy, right? The the first Horus Heresy? Horus Heresy. <laughs> the Horus Heresy. Horus um, Heresy. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm now on book 5. So, Fulgrim. Uh and You read these at home or you read them on the way to and from work? Uh I read them like I mean like the first three books were so good that you couldn't, I couldn't take it out of my ears. Wow. But the last two books, four and five, uh, the quality's gone a little bit down, but they're good in their own ways. I will read one of these books, well. Yeah. So it's, 
I don't think and it's anywhere in the states. Listen, yeah. Sure. So I mean, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. So the we'll fight this. We've already fought this fight. Yeah. So this uh this these books are like a a punch in the gut and then a sword stab in the throat. In a good way. In a good way. Why would I want to read this? <laughs> yeah. So they're just it's a kick in the balls. Yeah. yeah. And then a finger in the. It's just a a oh. meat sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. So I I I'd a recommend sandwich? <laughs> a meat sandwich. Meat sandwich. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's called a sandwich. It's a bro. meat sandwich. <laughs> I'm really confused right now. I'm not sure if I should read it. If I'm hungry, if yeah. I'm horny, it's like a it's a salami and bread. No, I don't know. I I'm running out of of good uh, description. Okay, okay but you rec- you recommend them? I do. Because there's a difference between liking it and recommending it. It's. I can see why that a lot of people probably wouldn't like it. Mm. Yeah, it's. What it's, about me, Bo? Would I like it? Oh man, it's um. I don't know if you would like it to be completely honest. I, I don't think you two have shared enough connections on this type of topic to know. You think you got a good feel for my taste, well? In books? Stuff? Book mojo? Book mojo? <laughs> uh, I don't think we have the same book mojo. So, mm. I mean, What's your favorite book, Bo? Book Bond? My favorite book, probably Dune. I Frank had... Herbert's Dune. That book is, I think that book is phenomenal. You if read... you ever read that book, I think that's... Book Brothers? <laughs> I figured out. Okay, so Bo, give me one book to read, and I'll read it, and then I'll come back, and we'll determine if or if not we have a good movie. Well, I would say Dune probably. Right. I, uh, so I'm big it's only into two thousand pages. Yeah, so audio book, it's fine. Um, so I'm right, big yeah. into sci-fi books, right? Mm-hmm. So you get uh, Dune. Uh, Hyperion is a great sci-fi book. Right over there. One, I'm, I'm yeah, getting yeah. the feeling these are forty-hour books. Mm-hmm. So just give yeah. me no, one. they're not. They're, yeah. they're like six, uh, they're probably and, twenty hours. And by the way, Dune is being adapted into a movie by my favorite director these days. Johnny's favorite director. Yeah. You got any, uh, Bo? You followed close enough to give a good guess on who Johnny's favorite director is. Uh, no. I feel like I want to say. I, I remember watching the Sting version of Dune. The wrestler or the actor or the, the singer? Act, uh, the singer. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna if I had to put a name to Johnny's favorite director, I'm gonna go over this guy. Uh, no, it's a good guess though. That would he would probably be pretty good at that. It's actually the guy who did uh, Blade Runner. Oh yeah, okay. So Ridley With Scott, Dune? Adja- adjacent. Um, very close to it. It's uh, Dennis Villeneuve. What else has okay. he done? Uh, he's done a lot of good stuff, man. I don't, he, I don't know him by name. You know what? He's done Blade Runner 2049. He's done Arrival, or Snow Arrival, as you call it. So, yeah, both of his movies are <laughs> right. Ooh. He did uh, Sicario. Yeah, like I'm not sure he's going to be good for the Dune material. He's be great. Well, he, he does. Well, no, he, he does big sci-fi. Type he does. Stuff. He does like thriller type. Like he puts a thriller edge to these, <laughs> these movies. Dune isn't a thriller. Did you see Blade Runner 2049? Like Thrones, you know. It was not a thriller. <laughs> yeah. okay. He did uh, Prisoners. Okay, I see why you like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so <clears throat> I'll go now. So I um, what did I see? I saw uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Really liked it. I feel like I saw a couple other movies, but the thing I want to talk about now is that I have found what I am considering calling the best show on TV. Uh, yeah, oh I know. And, and this is so, and I'm not doing it lightly. Uh, I started watching The Americans, and uh-huh. I, like it, I guess it in uh, from season one. So I think the last season just actually ended, and everybody was talking about how good the, the final I, season was. And I, I thought like, I thought you were gonna say Fox and Friends. <laughs> That's the most important show on TV, sadly, <laughs> but not the, not the best. And I pro- like it. It is they are so there. There's like these uh, two spies in America, and so they are themselves, mm-hmm. but then they also play these characters, and they're really showing off their acting chops. So like the acting is really good. Then they're constantly just whooping butt the whole time. Like mm, good fights, so it's good action. Yeah, okay. no, it's it's got it's hit on all cylinders. It's like everything you want in the show. How far along are you? Like the fifth episode, and every episode has been great. 
<laughs> so, yeah, it, from the beginning, like the first, like the pilot one. For some reason, I'm slowing it down. For some reason, the episodes seem really long, <laughs> even though like an hour a piece, it feels like a long episode. But they're really entertaining. Interesting. I, All right. I highly recommend. Well, just like you are gonna uh, read Dune, I, I will watch the Americans to follow up on this one. Yeah, I, I think it's a really, really good show. Like, oh, and uh, what should I? I have to watch. Yeah, you like, listen to what I'm going. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, okay, I also uh, am watching Better Call Saul, loving it, and watching Preacher, uh, love it as well. Preacher, I think that's that's one of the shows I really want to watch. Oh, Preacher's great. Well, I won't say it's great. It's, I think it's, you'll it's like fun. it, Bo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, did, I finished. Oh, and I finished uh, year four of the Injustice Gods Among Us uh, comics. I love that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Superman is only interesting as a villain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, Johnny. Yeah, so as always, I consume my fair share of uh, pop culture. So let me rile them out for you. What we got from Netflix this week, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, nothing from Netflix this week, surprisingly. Oh, um, let's see here. So I saw Mile Twenty Two, starring oh. Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have guessed you would watch that movie, but it was on Movie well, Pass. <laughs> movie Pass, I will. Movie Pass, I watched a lot of things. Movie Pass need to get it together, by the way. Yeah, they do. Also, I heard nothing but bad so, things about that movie. Yeah, I am doing the Gladiator thing. Thumbs up with thumbs down. Thumbs down. No, oh, which actually down. means that you got to survive, if I recall correctly. <laughs> we got it backwards. Oh, is that right? Yeah, huh. I went so, to the Coliseum. The problem with Mile Twenty Two is it make Mark Wahlberg's character so unlikable. I just didn't care for him at him, all. Him or like the character is unlikable, or do we not like Mark Wahlberg? Oh, I I like Mark Wahlberg fine. Me, yeah. Oh, what's that movie about? Uh, it's. <laughs> so, so is that bad? Is that good? Huh? Yes. Yeah, step step one, you try diplomacy. Step two, you try the military. When those options fail, you call me in. I'm option three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who are we fighting? It's uh, Middle Eastern people, <laughs> generic Muslim. Oh, uh, Russians. Russians. Uh, right. Okay. Right. Russians. So okay. at least it's relevant. So mile twenty two, thumbs down. Uh, I saw Equalizer two. Ah. I will say, if you liked Equalizer 1, you will love Equalizer 2. Unfortunately, I did not like Equalizer 1. <laughs> so this one's a thumbs down for me as well. Oh, Is uh, right. is Denzel looking old or not? He is looking old. <sighs> He's definitely looking old. He's trying hard, man. He's trying to do the Tom Cruise thing, but Denzel, man, just do dramas, man. How old is Denzel? How old do you think Denzel Washington is? He's like 60. Yeah, he's got to be late for 50s. I'm going to go 65. Denzel right. is 63. Oof. Okay. All right. Um, what I will recommend, though, is a movie called Tully, starring Charlize Theron. Oh, I think I've seen that around. So and the, I heard it was good. Yeah, the premise is she just had her third kid, struggling to juggle all these kids and, and, and whatnot. And she has to land a plane in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> no. New York Harbor. <laughs> That's, oh, sorry. I get it now. <laughs> um, so she hires a night nanny to come help her, and then stuff ensues. So it's a it's a nice twist and it's a good drama. So I uh, I'd recommend that. And night nanny, that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, they do. I um you've heard me talk about it before. I finally finished the season's uh, the one hundred on the CW with the <sighs> finale. I gotta say the whole season was lackluster. It keeps getting a little more boring every time. But that finale, man, brings you right back. The last really? fifteen minutes made the whole season worth it. Man. 15 minutes to make up for it was good what, man 10 uh, hours of crap <laughs> like 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 picture this legit i'm watching the season doing stuff in the background indicating i don't care as much anymore right but when it came down to the last 15 minutes it was that close to bringing in tear in me wow for for not being as invested at all this season do you cry at media i don't th- yeah i do 
Yeah, what's that thing you I cried did? at? Uh, last thing I cried at. Oh, <laughs> you're laughing at me for this one. It's been a long time, actually, probably. The last one I remember is uh, Les Miserables. Oh, yeah, you like Les Miserables. Every time <laughs> Hugh Jackman dies, I cry. <gasps> Spoiler alert! <laughs> really? Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Logan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I cried at Crazy Rich Asians. I think yeah. a few times. Good for you, man. And I think I, I cried in Fast and Furious from just being... From uh, you ever cried, been, <laughs> been so entertained that your tear ducts just weep? It's <laughs> a real thing. <laughs> Bill is just looking at us like, "What is wrong with you two guys?" He's like emotions. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to think of like if I've ever cried in a movie. Yeah, you have. I'm sure you have. Maybe when I was maybe like the lobster. I'm sure you cried <laughs> the lobster. Yeah. See, like, I was more thinking like when I was a kid, like oh, the yeller kind of stuff. You probably cried Up. at Assassin's Creed, didn't you? <laughs> I said, how did they get all these actors? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this movie terrible? There's so many great actors in this movie. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is due for another movie. I'd be excited to see him something else. Oh, yeah. The uh, Persian 2. You see uh, <laughs> Life is Beautiful? No, I haven't seen Life is Beautiful. Okay, well, that's, that'll make you cry. <laughs> all right, what else you got, Johnny? Uh, the last thing I'll mention is I'm really loving this uh, music artist, uh, Ella May. So she's got a song out right now that you may all know, Booed Up. But the rest of her oh. songs are just as fantastic. So, uh, uh, what, what genre of music is this? K-pop? Is this a uh, pop, pop, regular pop? It's like R&B, yeah, a, no, A-pop. Yeah, it's R and B, so it's like love songs kind of thing. Right. Yeah. How old is Jake Gyllenhaal? I'm going to guess uh, 35. I think he's yeah, a couple years older than me. It's 36. He uh, will be 38 this year. Okay. Oh, he's my age. Just better looking and richer. Uh, okay, so he. Uh, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's got um. A movie coming out this year, Wildlife, The Sisters Brothers, Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, he's in Spider-Man. Oh, he's being rumored to play Mysterio in the new Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Verse animated movie, you mean? Uh, no, the new... Oh, the new Homecoming. Homecoming sequel, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Is Mysterio the guy with the sphere, the, the swirls? Yeah. Okay. The, and yeah. he goes... Yep. Okay. Yeah, Bo, Bo just did a bunch of hand gestures. I say yeah. for the for the listeners at home, Bo gave an exact impression of Mysterio. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I think, and I think they miscasted Jake Gyllenhaal now after seeing you, Bo, do the Mysterio impersonation. <laughs> you should be in that fishbowl doing that hand gestures. Yeah. Well, he did play Bubble Boy, so he's got the mm. part. Ah, I brought yeah. it around. Yeah. <laughs> Are we pro Bubble Boy or anti Bubble Boy? Uh, you know, the, watching Bubble Boy, it's this goofy <laughs> comedy. Story. The, the, the very end of the Bubble Boy, Jake Gyllenhaal turns on his acting jobs. I don't know if you saw it. If you if you watched the movie, it's uh, you know, the whole entire time he's like, "I'm Goofy Bubble Boy," and then in the end, he's like, you know, he he finds out his mom and dad had basically betrayed him his whole entire life, and he sits there, and you could see like spoilers, the the good yeah. actor that yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal has come out right there, and you're like, oh my goodness, like you could switch it on just like that, and you started crying. Oh uh, yes. That movie's good. I don't care what you say. Bubble Boy? Bubble Boy is a good movie. Okay. <laughs> I like that movie. So, of the things I listed, Bo, which one are you going to tackle? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, not um, Mile 22, not Mile. Equalizer 2. Watch the last 15 minutes of the 100. There yeah. you go. No that, that's, that would be the only thing I can do. <laughs> that's easy. I can't. I can't. Uh, that's easy. I can't do the 10 hour thing. That's too no, much no. time. Um, yeah, watch the last episode of the 100. I, I, could, I, I could do that or LMA. Oh, I'm going to vote for LMA. Okay. Listen to a couple of songs of LMA. All right. I'm going to do some LMA song. There you go. Just okay. uh, YouTube it. It's all there. Okay. Good to go, man. My favorite song from LMA right now, Naked. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. So just Google LMA naked <laughs> in front of your wife and child <laughs> at work. At work. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong there. Uh, so, I mean, where were we off the rails here? But uh, apparently Jake Gyllenhaal's mom is a screenwriter, his dad's a director, and his sister is that uh, ugly actress. This whole family's a... Uh... <laughs> but she's a good actress. I didn't say she wasn't. <laughs> What's her name? Maggie. Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, she played a... Uh, I know, worst part of The Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, the girlfriend in The Dark Knight. She was the worst part? Was she? I, I would <laughs> much, much rather have Katie Holmes. Yeah, or anybody, really. <laughs> or like a, a bucket. <laughs> well, what with is with she, a wig on it. Okay. okay. <laughs> now, now we're going to get some hate mail. From the from the, which, the, which, from the which, Maggie which, Gyllenhaal hive? The the first the first uh, Dark Knight or was it like other Dark Knights? I think it was the Joker. The Joker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, games with her. Batman Begins had Katie Holmes play the character of his uh, childhood love interest. Okay. Then in Part Two, The Dark Knight and the Joker, they replaced her same character, but they replaced the actress with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Now was that through his Scientology? Oh, uh, yeah. We should end this episode. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right so uh so thanks for listening very uh we appreciate all of our listeners out there uh please leave us a five-star review on itunes or whatever uh, platform you receive this on. it makes a huge difference huge difference uh, also send this episode to your friend if you if you're a big fan spread it around pass it around uh if you like it your friends are cool you're, you're friends with them yep they'll like it too why yes. are you being selfish we're begging <laughs> <laughs> Share it. Uh, so, yeah. Also, remember to go to patreon.com slash junto show and check us out there. Uh, leave us an email at show at junto show.com. Is that it? Yep. That's it. All right. So, and, until then, um, thanks for listening. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bo. Signing off. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.